let me give you a very quick aside. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when I was at the uh, the USECA Expo and I ran into John Lovell. And what did I do? I asked for a picture. I made a kind of a quirky comment. I was like, ah, I just want to take a, I just want to be a fanboy and take a picture. And I took a picture and I was like, you know, thanks for, you know, you're doing a great job and left. And it's crazy. And by the way, if, if there's any fans of this show and you ever want to talk to me about stuff, I am so flattered by the opportunity. Please tell me whatever's on your mind. This is my opinion on certain celebrities and celebrity. This is not a reflection of my interactions with any of you. If we ever meet at the Congress or at the St. Benedict Center, if I'm just sitting around, please come up and talk to me. Because usually nobody is. <laughs> just, nobody's usually talking to me. So if you if you want to come up and talk to me, I, I would love to talk to you. But for people like Kanye and people and even John Lovell, I had to wait like three minutes to get a photo with them because some guy was giving him his life story. And I get it. We live in the social media age where we have this, what is it, parasitical? It's not the correct word. Uh, we have this relationship with YouTubers and Twitter people because we're in their lives every day. But Kanye is a superstar. Like him or not, the guy is a tastemaker and a superstar. And so to have people just like hang on your every word and follow you around and look for pictures and, and do all of this stuff in there, um, it's got to be, a, it's got to mess with your head, right? It's got to mess with your head, which I don't think helps with Kanye's mental state. Fuentes, back into the article, meanwhile, did his best to define the purpose of the Yi 24 campaign. It's about creating a win-win, he said, if Yi forces Trump to be tougher and pushes to the right and Trump un- ultimately wins. Fuentes says that good. That's good. If Yi wins, it's even better. As Yi arrived in the studio... He, uh, this girl went up and sat in her designated chair. He looked up and stared at me suspiciously. I stood up, introduced myself and shook my hand. I said I was with the, whatever article she's with. He pointed to a chair at the table and said, you sit in here, right? And she said, I can blah, blah, blah. They got, this is all like talking about getting stuff set. Poole started the show by asking me about his dinner with Trump. And he explained how a number of other canceled commentators got in touch with him Y'all remember the DEFCON 3 on Jewish people tweet? He actually had a dinner with Trump before that DEFCON tweet, and then Trump moved it back after the announcement of his uh, presidential run. He then revealed that Alex Jones' producer had connected him with Yiannopoulos, who in turn brought Fuentes into the fold. This is such a weird thing about this YouTube uh, atmosphere that everybody else operates in. Like Alex Jones and like these influencers on the right and who talks to who. And then they got to this moment. Uh, Justin, if you want to play the clip where Tim and and Yee get into it and then then, uh, Kanye eventually leaves. This is from last night's Tim Pool here in the Bear Brief on the Crusade channel. Been extremely unfair to you. Who was they, though? We can't say they is, can we? I'm not using the, I don't don't use the word as the the way I guess you you guys use, I'm I'm talking about. It is them though, isn't it? I mean, because, (laughs) because when you think about it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? What what do I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, so how about, are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's gone. I'll say it right now. Um, You guys, I, I, you guys want to bring that stuff up? 
And right, then how are you not going to have a conversation? Like, 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 because Kanye was not about to sit there and have Tim Pool pretty much walk back and forth on that line. And listen, Tim, Tim is allowed as the interviewer to do whatever he wants and push back wherever he wants. Um, and it didn't take long back into the article for Yee to launch into a diatribe about Jews controlling politics in the media, saying, quote, Rahm Emanuel was next to Obama and Jared Kushner was next to Trump. Poole pushed back respectfully and Yee threatened to lead the show on two separate occasions before finally walking out 20 minutes into the show. And I feel bad for Tim Poole because he was like, I got nothing. <laughs> Like, he brought every one of his little uh, members of his crew to try and fill up the space. But, hey, that's that's a tough thing. So, you heard the moment when, when Kanye walked out. Amber writes, I was sitting in the basement. I could hear doors slamming upstairs. But when I went to the kitchen, he was gleefully holding court. He seemed in better spirits than he had the entire night, perhaps because the pressure of the program was off. One of the show's regulars, Hannah Claire Brimlow, was telling Yee that she wished he had more time to share his views because people need to hear them. Eventually, Yiannopoulos confirmed that the car they ordered had arrived. Yee grabbed several cookies on the way out. Tim Cass staff seemed torn about how to feel about the encounter. Some thought Poole had pressed too hard, Yee too early. Others thought Yee was being a baby. Overall, they seemed disappointed that Yee didn't stay longer. Poole recounted Yiannopoulos' previous appearance on the show. Blah, 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 blah. It's a pretty big moment because this was an opportunity for for Kanye. And I think Kanye believed walking into this that he was going to be able to actually expound his view in a place where Tim has said often that he wants people's opinions to be known. He wants people's opinions to be known. Yet what happened? Tim was so afraid of losing his live stream. Right? He was so afraid of losing his income for that night. And he'll say, because he, he's an owner of a company and he has a bunch of people that he employs. He actually has a... Although if you listen to his philosophy on paying his employees, he's actually very Catholic in that approach. That he was very... My view, I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing as I was getting cables for this backup uh, Bricks Link, which is Comrex, which has been the burden of my bane of my existence. Um, I felt I felt uh, my view, and if you you're still listening, you want to hear it. My interpretation of it was Tim was scared for a guy that talks about freedom of speech and a guy who talks about making people's opinions known and disinfecting them. He was way too quick on the trigger to try and be like, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And of course, the legacy, the right wing and the left wing, they're all telling him how great he was, that he he didn't allow Kanye to speak his mind. But what's the point of having one of the biggest tastemakers in the world on your show and not allowing him to speak what he said, to speak his mind. You're too busy to to push in and push back. There's we got a couple minutes. We can play. I'm gonna send this to you right now, Justin. This is the this is one more interaction between Kanye, Milo, and and um and Tim. 
And and maybe now that I've poisoned you with my opinion, maybe you'll see where Tim is very hesitant to let the conversation go where it needs to go. If you're going to sit down with these people, and this is my limited experience as a guy who's been doing this for five years, I treat an interview like water. I kind of let it flows wherever it needs to. Um, if the person wants to talk about that, then obviously we need to talk about that. But let's take a listen to this here on the uh, the. I, I don't like identitarianism. You guys are familiar with what that is? Well, yeah. they started it, and I'm, they've been visiting sure, on us. We're trying to break it. When I was asking you about running for uh, president, you, you immediately said, well, you know, you'd be good for the black vote. And I said, is that because I'm black? No, not just because of that. So is that. Are you doing the same thing? I didn't say that was the only reason. I said it was because you're personable to the common person, and you probably would do well with the black vote. Absolutely. Just because I, I'm black? There's a lot of black people that don't like me. Uh, of, of course. I think, uh, I think race plays a role in a lot of things. Absolutely. And I think that for... I, I, think, I think the I, the construct of race has really been forced upon us as just something for us to be woke about and just constantly talk about and use it as these, like, walls. Could you but, say, say the same thing about Judaism? Well, let's look at the facts of what I'm saying, though. If you say in this neighborhood where they gerrymander this this amount of time. So, hey, I wasn't doing that. I was just gerrymandering the lawyers and the Hollywood executives <laughs> and the people at the bank that debanked me and then froze my accounts. You know, it's like we want to jump into protecting the idea that we can't put a net around something. Right. But that's been my job as a producer. It's been extremely unfair to you. I Who think they, though. Another part. My issue here, and obviously Tim is much more successful than I am, just by the amount of time he's been doing and so forth. Tim takes way too 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 much charge of this interview. Right? And I think he's he's being very cautious. He's being very cautious over um making sure that the YouTube algorithm is is being is being appeased because it was very well known that if Kanye says the wrong thing that 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 show will get nuked and he's going to lose money listen man Tim are you for are you for free speech or are you for the bottom line if you're for the bottom line I'm cool with that 